so um, this is yeah it's okay I yes bumped up the amplification no you it's standing there crooked so I'm wondering whether oh. that somehow <laughs> it's leaning towards you yeah okay so uh, we're sitting here at the uh, Los Yasmines <laughs> Yasmines <laughs> Hotel. I'm sure starting from tomorrow when Christoph is, um, when we're leaving, Christoph will remember the name. But before and during, he does not remember the name. Anyway, um, yes, it's about nine o'clock at night and we had an amazing and fun day. It started off with getting up early and uh, watching the um, sun getting up. What is that? What's the opposite of sunset? Sunrise. Sunrise, yes. Um, which, which I enjoyed very, very much. Week. Loved it. It was you great. Up early. Yes, so I was sitting there by myself in the rocking chair on the balcony looking over the valley. It kind of remen reminded me of Africa, just with no elephants and no uh, wildlife, but really beautiful yeah. mountains. <laughs> Think of Africa after <laughs> nuclear holocaust. <laughs> That's kind of what Cuba is like. That's not true. It's you green. It's I lush. Didn't say it. Only the animals are missing. Yeah, right. But it's lush. It's yeah, green. Like it was wonderful. Nuclear strike. Since when all the animals are gone. Okay. Anyway. But looks beautiful. So then uh, we, so had <laughs> we had we had breakfast, and the great thing about breakfast was, um, especially Christoph enjoyed it. They had omelet. That means he got omelet with <coughs> what a surprise <laughs> ham and cheese. What? <laughs> don't pick at the microphone like that. It's not good. <laughs> I don't pick at the microphone. Speak with an even voice. Yeah, but I'm not as boring. Speak distant. No, that's not possible. That's not me. So, anyway, um, we were full of energy, ready to hit the road. Oh, when uh, we had to <laughs> spend one hour to follow up on all our podcasts, <laughs> which we had missed. And by the last podcast, Christoph got really upset because he was... <laughs> not happy anymore about doing podcasts anyway so we started off at 10.30 and drove towards Pina del Rio which is a nice ride because you go through it kind of is like driving through Switzerland lots of green okay palm trees not really in Switzerland but a fun but ride in the car like Switzerland <laughs> without the Swiss <laughs> yeah it's kind uh, of like okay. that so single <laughs> <laughs> Think yeah. of Cuba like Switzerland was that the Swiss. No, but the there, there were palm trees and there were really curvy roads Sweet. and um and no Swiss people. No <laughs> Swiss people. Um it it was a fun ride. And then we uh, walked a bit around in Pina del Rio. Yeah. And actually there are Swiss people on Cuba. We saw them yesterday night at the restaurant. Can we get over to Swiss people now? Okay, we're in Pina del Rio. What did we watch? We watched the church. We looked at the church. We uh, we actually we met a guy who uh, led us to the uh, cigar factory, which was unfortunately closed. closed. And um, this was Daniel, student at the local university. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, we uh, yeah we just walked a little bit around in the city. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a drink. And then we decided to leave for the um, tobacco plantation. 
and uh, <laughs> on our way out of town. Sorry. <laughs> no, go. That's funny. Well, so on our way out of town, we uh, got a flat tire. And so I stopped, and then... Within, within five minutes, Well, within ten seconds, um, there were about two or three um, friendly people from the neighborhood um, helping us changing the tire. So um, we got that fixed pretty quickly, within five minutes mm -hmm. total. And uh, we thanked the locals and uh, drove back to the city to get the uh, spare tire uh, repaired. And uh, so I stopped at the next uh, fuel station and they gave us an address. But unfortunately they didn't speak uh, English. So um, then uh, in the town uh, we stopped at a, what was it, a car rental station. It was a tourist place, but it was closed. But since the gas station had given us a written down, it had written down for us the address, I just asked a guy who was standing there. And that guy talked to a little boy, or a little boy, sorry, guy, maybe, I don't know, 16? I don't know yeah, how to tell. 15, 16. So I showed him that, and he's like, he was on a bike. Um, he, he gave me a sign and, and said in English. As to follow him. Yeah. It was kind of English. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, we so followed bit, him. Um, broken English, probably. Well, so, yeah, we followed him, and he drove us to uh, the... Oro um, Negro, which was another... <laughs> which was another gas station, and... <laughs> okay. Sorry, if we keep... Uh, <laughs> blowing your eardrums off but uh. <laughs> I'm drinking a mojito putting it back on the table that makes some noise and Christoph is giving me funny signs that I'm not supposed to do that yeah. so anyway because I can um, edit this all out right that's your job yeah, um, so he drove he, he led us to the gas station the gas station told us they cannot repair tires when he understood what we actually needed he took us to a different place actually we were afraid he would took us back to the <laughs> gas station where we stopped the first time but uh, he stopped uh, quite a bit earlier and that was uh, um, I think it was a former gas station but there are a professional no, um, gas pumps anymore um, and they seem to they have the it doesn't really matter anyway no, they, were repairing, they were repairing <laughs> well, they were specialized in tire repair yeah so and the uh, entire town came with their tires and we came with a car and one tire to repair yeah and while we were here uh, actually the um, the boy um, what's his name Lester Lester <laughs> yeah. Lester uh, pointed out that the other tire on the car obviously also didn't look too okay. good. We did have a car with four tires. <laughs> so we, because you said what the other mean? tire. Yeah, the other tire. The other tire of what? Of so, the car. So the fir first it was the right front tire, which we exchanged, and then it was the right back tire we exchanged. The other two tires are still okay. Yes. The other tire. Okay. The other tire. The one tire. One of the others. What, we were there... Yeah. Anyway, so it took us about one and oh, a half okay. hours. One of the other times. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, and we were able Can to I watch. My sentence? Yes. Okay. That would be your turn now. 
Yeah, so Lester pointed out that one of the other tires um, also didn't look too uh, bright and healthy. So, uh, well, they gave it a makeover as well. So we waited about, two, was it two hours? I think one and a half to two hours, yes. Yeah, okay. And uh, they did an excellent job because um, uh, the first tire was punctured pretty badly and the second tire actually had a rip and they, uh, I think it's called vulcanized. Well, anyway, so they fixed it. He actually sewed it, is that English? Yeah, he sewed the uh, the outer shell skin. or mm. skin of the tire and they, uh, well, whatever, patched together um, the inner tube. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were pretty happy and um, he asked for 20 peso, okay. mm-hmm. which for one and a half hours, almost two hours of work, was pretty reasonable. And he really did an excellent, excellent job. And uh, well, the tires afterwards looked like new. Yeah. So we then drove off and um, we gave uh, Lester a ride and he pointed us towards the direction to Vignales because he understood that we were going back, which caused a little commotion when we dropped him off um, <laughs> because a few people also wanted to jump on. Um, they wanted to um, to be taken to Vignales and... Uh, we then tried first to explain to uh, Lester and then to the other people that we were not going to Vinales but to the uh, tobacco plantation. Mm. That's well, one of the things we should point out. So whenever there's always people you can take along if you um, are willing to do the hitchhikers. Yeah, there's lots of hitchhikers. And the good thing about hitchhikers is they might actually know the way. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. can be very helpful. helpful. Well, so once uh, Lester understood that we wanted to go to see the uh, tobacco plantation, he kept saying that his brother was actually the, uh, the director or manager at the tobacco plantation. Uh, he said factory. he works there. Yeah, he works there? He's okay. a manager. Yeah. So. Um, which we thought is... And we thought he was talking about the tobacco f- factory. And so, um, well, eventually he took us back to the uh, city center. And there we met his brother, mm-hmm. Ronaldino, or Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. And uh, he... Um, From Roland. Yeah. Ronaldino and Roland are two different... Anyway, oh, really Ronnie. nice guy, okay. really fun yeah. guy. So he first uh, invited us to a beer. Yeah. And then um, we were still a little bit suspicious. But, uh, well, he spoke very well English and also and he showed uh, us something. His uh, tummy. <laughs> okay, I looked at the belt. If you looked at his tummy... <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit irritated because he lifted his... We asked him, well, where did he learn to speak German? And he lifted his shirt. And I looked at his, at his tummy and I said... What the hell does <laughs> yeah. tummy to do with? He had actually a nice tummy, but I actually looked at the belt because there was oh, the Swiss, Swiss flag. flag. And he said he had a girlfriend for two years has. now. Yeah, has. Has, okay. Um, who is from Switzerland. And so uh, we trusted Be- him a bit more. Beate Schmidt? <laughs> Petra Schmidt ah, aus Bern. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so... Um, well, he offered us to uh, give us almost a private tour um, because the uh, plantation was... Actually, it was funny. He just said, give me five minutes. I have to send an SMS. Oh. 
right. and he flipped out his uh, <laughs> mobile phone. <laughs> Which is very unusual for this country. There is yeah. not lots of mobile phones. And so we asked him actually, well, why does he have a mobile phone? And if many people have a mobile phone, and he said no, um, because it's so expensive, only a few people have mobile phones. But he has one because he's uh, uh, well, the manager there, and he has a pretty good pay. And he also went to university and studied agriculture. Mm -hmm. And so he can afford one. And so he was trying to reach the guy who could uh, let us into the um, plantation mm. and show us the, um, the fabrication there. See, I think what he actually was trying to do is he was trying to get a hold of the guy for the key of the storage room. Might Because be. the plantation we saw... Well, we didn't see the, the, the place where they were actually producing the cigars. Yeah, but anyway, so we, we yeah. saw lots of the plantation, yeah. but I think he was keen on finding the key for the storage room. And we were just reaching the guy who had the cigars. Yeah. Well, it, anyway, so he, he asked us if we if we would be willing kind of to be shown around there. He could arrange that, and uh, we would just kind of uh, drive to his uh, home. Mm-hmm. And then wait there for five or ten minutes, and he would try to get hold of the guy. Uh, even though he couldn't reach him by phone, uh, he thought he could uh, probably just go to his house and then um, uh, get him there. So, um, yeah, we were a little bit in adventure mode, so we uh, agreed, and um, we were invited to uh, two cups of coffee. Mm -hmm. Espresso. Espresso, and we w met the uh, whole family, mm -hmm. and uh, was actually a very nice home outside the city, in a bit uh, of a rural area, mm -hmm. right next to the plantation. Yeah, and um, it was um, pretty modest, but uh, very clean. They had very very nice furniture, mm -hmm. nice uh, rocking chairs, and um, we met his uh, mother. Yeah, we met everybody. Two brothers and sister and his grandmother, I believe. Yeah. So pretty much kind of half of the family was there. All very friendly. Unfortunately, we didn't speak uh, much Spanish. Uh, we still don't speak much Spanish. And uh, they didn't speak any uh, English. But there was a lovely uh, Hollywood B-movie. Oh, actually, actually, there was not a, even B, there was A. Double B? Oh, no, there was A. Was a? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well, anyway, so there was a TV running, uh, was actually in English with Spanish uh, subtitle. So everybody got his chair, yeah, chair of uh, entertainment. Yeah, we were all <coughs> laughing about it because it was, even though it was yeah. A, it was uh, more for teenagers than for yeah. elderly people. Well, there were enough people around. So anyway, we were waiting at his home for him to find the storage key, the other guy, or whatever. And you waited for about an hour, I think? No, half an hour or so. No, longer, because... No, anyway, it was, doesn't uh, matter. Maybe a little bit more than half an hour. So anyway, so. then he um, he came back with a big box, and in that box there was... Uh, two booklets. Two booklets. In German. Yes. About um, how to manufacture mm -hmm. cigars. And he also uh, gave us uh, two Cohibas, mm -hmm. the 2001 mm -hmm. special mm, selection, mm. special edition. Mm. And he showed us, well, I mean, Bruce, neither Bruce nor I smoke cigars. So, so far. Uh, we have, well, I smoked maybe one or two in my life. 
but um, we never knew really how to judge a yeah. cigar and other than from other people yeah. watching it but uh, so he showed us and explained us exactly why and how and um, he also gave us um, showed us a little book uh, or actually a large book that uh, contained all the different cigars and the prices and the rating of the cigars everything so from the start from the seed to the harvest no, I meant the, the price list Oh, the priceless. Okay, yeah. That had uh, okay. kind of all the details of right, the cigar okay, and mm. how much you would pay in the different countries. So and interestingly enough, the Cohiba was only available, the one we smoked then was only available in France, Germany and Havana. Uh, sorry, in Cuba. Yeah. That was it. So, um, well, there might be other places if you know how to get them. Yeah, but maybe. it's but all illegal. Well, who knows. Well, anyway, so... Um, First, then he showed us in the book kind of all the uh, the different steps, and then he uh, led us um, to a field mm-hmm. where he showed us the um, uh, the plants, and then to a barn mm-hmm. where they would dry the tobacco. And so the tobacco harvest is in <coughs> January, January, February. Yeah. Uh, that means we didn't really get to see anything, just the empty barn. But that was interesting. Yes. Yeah, even even that was interesting. And mm. uh, he also had um, another book with him um, that explained all the different steps of, of cigar manufacturing in uh, greater detail. Mm-hmm. And he explained the entire thing to yeah. us. It was amazing. And he, uh, well, he speaks very well English. Oh, so yeah. um, I would say almost better, at least I would say, than I speak. I'm and not he learned say it all anything. in. <laughs> okay, he learned it all in the university. Yes, he doesn't have an accent. Yeah, he's, he, uh, he's very uh, has a yeah yeah very good. Pronunciation. So w- one thing we f- forgot. So once he came back with his package, we actually smoked one. We smoked a Coriba. Yes, he uh, lit one up for us, and that was really really good. I really really liked it, even though I didn't think I would like cigars because usually when you smoke one, it kind of kills your throat and it's uh, bitter and I don't know, it's just bad but this one was smooth, it was yummy, it was it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it seems like Ruth is not totally into cigars. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to beat uh, Vincent Churchill because he was showing us a sign saying that Vincent Churchill It was me. Sorry. <laughs> Christoph trying to distract me. Vincent Churchill uh, smoked 300,000 300, cigars in his life. So I better start quickly. So. Uh, don't. Into the microphone, please. Not good. Anyway. Um, yeah, we, we had a lovely time at their house. And uh, we actually bought cigars. And he gave us the advice, can we say that? Yeah. Yeah. So he was saying, make the cigar naked, meaning take the, what is that in English, Bannerole? Banner. The banner off, keep it at a separate place, and then just you have the naked cigar when going through uh, the U.S. with it, because we're traveling via New York. And um, yeah, so we bought... 50. No, 46. 48. But 20 Cohibas. And 25 others. Robinson, uh, Robbins. I, I, I saw it in the guidebook. It's also a very famous yeah. uh, cigar brand. Um, yeah, we 
bought a lot, so we will make friends happy. Where we made the deal of his life. Well, maybe not. But maybe it's the deal of the month. Yeah, but you know, it was fair. We paid about a fourth. Yeah, well, I would say, and we met his brother. We really would have been in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. Spent the rest of the day kind of just finding the goddamn repair place. Yeah. And uh, and he didn't want to have anything for. I mean, his brother. Yeah. And uh, then hadn't we um, asked for the plantation? Then he wouldn't have introduced us to Holly. Uh, Holly. And um, so we, well, either way, we felt pretty good entertained and he explained everything very well and uh, he did a fabulous job so um, thanks again to him and um, so if you need to buy talk. cigars in uh, in this area let us know we can uh, set you up yes. <laughs> and if you uh, if you're ever in need of a salesman or a cigar salesperson then uh, he's Ollie the guy probably uh, He's really good. Because <laughs> someone who managed to sell about 50 cigars to people who actually don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good job. So, um. But he also taught us a lot. He told us how we, uh, or he, he taught us how to find out whether the cigar is fresh, like the blowing thing he did. So he told he he so he cut off the top, and told me to hold the cigar in the hand, and he would blow air through it, and you could actually feel how the airflow was. Yeah, Bruce was totally impressed by that. The um, the picture we have about that is a bit suspicious, but you will get the sense of it. And then the other thing was he said to put the cigar on your hand and twist it. If crumbles are coming out, it's a bad cigar because that shouldn't happen. And that was good too. And you he also, also you should hear a light cracking sound. Yeah, so when you roll it next to your ear, yeah. uh, you should hear a light cracking sound. But um, so th those were all tips we're going to use. Yeah, and uh, he also recommended a nice book which we will put on the website mm -hmm. if we find it. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, something else he said. He said you can keep those cigars in an airtight bag for about two years. Which surprised me. That's well, good. Yeah, you just have to make sure they are kept humid, if they don't, so that they don't dry out. Yeah, but he said if it's airtight, it should be okay. Yep. So um, there was a day. Um, then uh, they pointed us. We drove them back to the city, and they pointed us to the way uh, back to our hotel. And then we arrived uh, just after sunset, and. Um, Well, they asked if we want to join them uh, tonight. <laughs> they're going here to Vinales, uh, to a place where there's live music and dancing and everything. Mm. But uh, we're afraid we're probably a little bit too tired. Um, so we just meet him to give him a Christmas card f to send to his uh, girlfriend. And uh, then they will probably uh, take off uh, to, the, uh, to the bar. Because he's a cute guy. So um, he asked us when we would be back in Europe. And we said around... Uh, the 22nd of December and so he asked us whether if, if he would get a postcard if he could send it from Europe to her and we said sure and then it crossed our minds that they don't have Christmas or they don't celebrate Christmas here and I still have Christmas cards in my um, bag so we 
we uh, agreed that he would just fill out a German Christmas card and we would send it then uh, to his girlfriend in Switzerland. I'm sure she will be very surprised and very happy. Yeah. Very well, cute guy. Actually, it's not correct that they don't celebrate Christmas. But Christmas is not a big holiday here. But they um, they have Christmas decoration. And since the majority is um, of um, Christian uh, belief oh. here... Mm. Um, so they do celebrate. It's just not a big... Well, as you would expect in any communist country, uh, it's not exactly a big thing here. Okay. Anyway, he is happy that he's going to be able to send a Christmas card to his girlfriend, which is very cute. Yeah. And smart. <laughs> and smart, yeah. Okay, good. So uh, that was it for the day. Um, Tomorrow we are off to Cienfregos. So that's a long drive, 300 kilometers. About, yeah. It's about 200 miles. And we'll uh, drive by Havana and then go further south... East. East, right? Mm -hmm. To the s south s coast. <laughs> that's, yes. It's, it's south. the south coast of... Uh, Cuba, yes. Okay. And we'll talk so. to you there.